Hey guys, real quick, just wanted to make you guys aware if you don't already know about this. Uh, every Tuesday night, Autumn and I get on Facebook live at 8.15 Central Standard Time for about a half an hour. And man, we just answer questions. We have an open discussion about all things fitness, finance, and faith. And we've been doing this for all of 2018, and it's been a lot of fun, and we really look forward to it every week. And so I wanted to make you guys aware and invite you guys to join us on the next Tuesday. You know, as your schedule permits, man. I mean, we're all busy. We're all super busy. And so just pop in for a few minutes, you know, just kind of be a casual observer or bring a question or a comment or an issue or whatever. Facebook live every Tuesday night, 8.15 Central Standard Time. I will see you guys there. Jim Schultz here, F-Cubed Podcast. It's a Wednesday, man, and it is actually a Wednesday evening. I'm getting this podcast out to you guys a little bit later than I like to do. I usually try to push these guys out, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, earlier in the day, get them done in the mornings, push them out in the afternoons, but uh, got to be real with you guys, man. Life, life has kind of been beating me up a little bit these last couple of days, last couple of weeks, and so uh, this took me a little bit longer than I wanted it to. But nevertheless, I still wanted to get it out to you guys, and I'm really looking forward to it because tonight, I want to talk a little bit about quality, and I want to talk a little bit about quality control. So we got a little QC action coming your way, and you know, there's obviously a number of ways I could go with this from a fitness-only angle. I mean, we could talk about finance, we could talk about faith, we could talk about quality from a variety of angles, but to kind of keep our our focus targeted tonight, I thought, let's talk about quality, quality control through a fitness-only lens. And not only that, but let's talk about quality from a training standpoint. So obviously, I could talk about quality from a nutritional standpoint. That is its own episode. That is its own series of episodes. I mean, we could really go down all kinds of rabbit holes when it comes to that with like fiber and like macros, and like keto, and intermittent fasting, and insulin sensitivity, and insulin resistance, and leptin, and ghrelin. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff that we could get into when it comes to just the over, you know, the overreaching idea of quality. So I don't want to do that. I want to talk about training quality. And I want to do this in two different ways. So I want to hit you guys from two different angles. Here's the first one. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about. You get in the gym and it is just not there. You get in the gym and you are just not feeling it, man. Your head is not in it. Your mind is not in it, which is probably the same thing as your head. But your body's not in it. Your body's just not responding, right? Like you 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 want to train, right? Like you have some desire to train, I guess. But the motivation, it's lacking, it's kind of subdued, and so as a result, you're just going through the motions, man. You are just spinning your wheels in the gym. I mean, you'll look down at your log, and this happens to me, you know, just like it happens to you guys. I look down at my log, and I'm like, I really did four sets of curls already? I don't remember doing a single rep of curls. I mean, I was just lost in the forest, as I like to say, just off in outer space, just thinking about other things. 
just, you know, just totally distracted, just not into it at all. And so that is clearly a low quality workout. And so, the, you know, one of the questions that is something I get, not on a really regular basis, but I've certainly gotten it a number of times over the years, is, hey, Jim, you know, what's better, a low-quality workout or not going to the gym at all? And, you know, like back when I was younger, like in my mid-20s, and I, I was convinced I was invincible, and my answer to everything was, oh, dude, you just got to train, bro. Like, you just got to train through it. Like, stop crying, stop whining, and just get in there and get some work done. That was literally my default response to any training question or nutrition question I got. I was like, stop crying, stop whining, just go tune in water for like seven straight days, and you'll be sliced to the gills. I mean, that was that was how I operated, right? That was a 25-year-old Jay Schultz. Well, now, I mean, at a 37-year-old Jay Schultz, I'm a lot more seasoned. You know, I'd like to think I've gained some experience. And so my response to that is more nuanced than it was in the past in that I still think eight times out of 10, the answer is you should probably train through it. The answer is you probably need to just toughen up and get it done. And I not only say that to you guys, but that is what I say to myself. Like eight times out of 10, I'm like, Jim, you just got to get it done, dude. Like seriously, dude, like stop crying. Stop whining and just get it done. But, you know, there are those two times out of ten when, no, you might need to throttle it back a little bit. You might need to replace a low-quality workout with some rest. Now, sometimes you don't know it's going to be a low-quality workout, right? Sometimes you, it kind of jumps out of the bushes and it's like, boo, low-quality workout coming right at you. Right? Like, you're not ready for that. And that happens to everybody, of course. But I'm talking about those days when you know... When you step foot in that gym, you know, man, from the get, like this thing is not going to be awesome. Like I hope nobody is videoing me for their Instagram story today because this is not going to be stellar, right? We all know what that feels like, kind of, you know, beforehand. So that's what I'm talking about. When you kind of have a feeling in the pit of your stomach, like, yeah, this is not going to be great. Well, I think the two times out of 10 when you might want to consider staying home are, and I talked about this in a previous episode and... I actually was racking my brain trying to think about which episode that was before I started recording this episode. As I was kind of testing the sound of the mic and stuff, I was like, which episode was that? I think it was, it was either, how do I know if I'm training hard enough? I did that one like seven or eight episodes ago. And that was honestly one of my personal favorites because that is a question that I have asked myself literally for over 10 years, over 15 years. And I only think I'm just starting to figure out the answer. I'm not even going to pretend like I have the full answer. But I did offer up some thoughts and insights in that episode that I think might be useful for you guys. But it was either in that episode or it may have been in the one of the RPE segments. I'm not sure because honestly I've done a number of episodes now. So it's hard for me to remember you know, when I – it's hard for me to pinpoint when I brought up certain things. But here's one thing I know I've mentioned before but here let me mention it again. If your performance is dwindling, if you find yourself where you cannot do the same weights at the same intensity levels like RPE type stuff for the same number of repetitions, then your body is telling you that you need to restructure your training. You need to change some some things and most likely that's going to mean you need to lower your volume. You are probably pushing too much volume through your system. 
Now, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real with you guys, man. I'm gonna shoot you guys straight. I see you guys training. I'm watching you. In a not creepy way. You guys are not training hard enough. So 19 out of 20 guys and girls, 99 out of 100 guys and girls are not training hard enough. And now I trained at quads here in Chicago, and this is honestly one of the most serious gyms I've ever trained at. And so, you know, this core faction of guys and girls that train in the mornings when I train at like 5.30 or 6, you know, it's the same 20, 30 people. And I still think that most of them are not training hard enough. Now, there are a handful that are training very, very hard, right? And so it's kind of a skewed population because I would say maybe only 75 or 80% of that population is not training hard enough. And I'm not saying that to, you know, degrade anybody or berate anybody. Certainly not. I want it to be more inspirational and encouraging in that you probably have a lot more in the tank than you think you have. And here's something I know I mentioned before in, I think, the episode where I talked about, you know, moving forward on the fringes. A Navy SEAL once said, given all of his training and expertise and experience in the Navy SEALs, he said most people, when they think they're done, they're only about 40% of the way there. And I heard that, and that fired me up to push harder. Like, that fired me up to train my tail off. And so I'm not pointing a finger at you guys saying, oh, you need to train harder, and I'm not also pointing the finger at myself. Like, I think most of the time I need to train harder too. And so I'm kind of including myself in that group. So this is not a problem that I think most people are going to have in terms of the volume being so high that your performance is suffering. But I just wanted to point I just wanted to point it out and mention it because it is a real thing and it is something that I've come come up against in the past and I know some of you will come up against either now or in the future. And so I wanted to bring that up. In that scenario, I think your quality control should kick in and encourage you to maybe stay home. But the other side of quality that I want to talk about is kind of when you view your training block as a whole. So like if you have a training block, so let me let me kind of let you guys in on how I like to structure my own blocks and how I like to structure my blocks for most of my athletes. You do like a five or six block or like a five or six week block or like a five or six week mesocycle. Usually the way I set them up is you have an intro week or you have, you know, an intro week is where you're kind of familiar with the exercises and you're trying to find, you know, the right weights that you should be using. If it's like a brand new split, like we're really changing a lot of stuff up, then I'll actually have like an intro intro week, which I call a discovery week. And I do this for myself when I switch things up completely and I really want to get into a whole new kind of program and really, really, you know, shock the muscle, if you will. I'll have a discovery week as week one and then I'll have an intro week as week two. Again, if I'm already used to these exercises, I skip the discovery week, it's not needed, I move right into the intro week. Well, the intro week, the whole goal is for me to, you know, use my working sets, two, three, four, five, however many working sets I have for the exercise, to try to figure out, okay, if I'm targeting an RPE of seven or eight or nine or six, what weight do I think I should be using? The whole week is dedicated to figuring out what weight I think I should be using. And I am extremely conservative with starting off really light with a weight that I'm almost certain will be too easy. And then hopefully by the last working set, I have a pretty good idea where my, where my weight should be at. Then the following two or three weeks or four weeks, depending on how many weeks there are in the mesocycle, are accumulation weeks, 
which is where you know I or I have my athletes just very slowly build volume over those weeks. And then that final accumulation week is where we either really push the envelope with like an overreaching week where we really push you most likely past your potential. We really, you know, we really try to put your body through the ringer this week to really try to unlock, all right, where is your limit? Because a lot of my athletes have been surprised, man. They've been like, wow, like I can't believe what I did. Like I really thought this was going to wreck me and here I am, you know, I was doing, yeah, I don't know, I was benching 135 for sets of eight and I had that in my book as an eight on an RPE scale, which means you think you only have two, two reps left. And then I went in there on that final set of the final accumulation week and I did a NAMRAP set, as many reps as possible, and I went ahead and I cranked out 16. And so that just totally like, that resets everything, right? I mean, think about that. You know, you just, you just pushed further beyond your limit, your preconceived boundaries by a huge margin. And so, I mean, the, the self-confidence and, you know, the, the esteem boost and just the whole, it's kind of like, you know, it's almost like for my role-playing game people out there, right? Like when I was a kid, I used to play like Zelda and Final Fantasy and all that stuff like for hours, days, like weeks on end. I wouldn't leave my room for like weeks, all right, other than to go out and get some ice cream, come back in and keep playing. But, you know, one of the coolest feelings like in the world, you know, maybe I'm building up a little too much, but bear with me. One of the coolest feelings in the world is when you're playing a role-playing game and you are stuck at a certain area and you don't know what to do. And you're like, oh man, I'm just totally stuck. Like, this is it. I can't go beyond this. And then all of a sudden, you find this area that you've could that you never, you've never seen before. You are able to unlock this door that's been locked up until this point, like quite literally. Or you, you're able to defeat an enemy to move you to a new stage of the game. And you like, you're, you're looking at the screen just in total awe because you're like, wow, this is all like brand new. Like, I didn't even know this was here. And it's so exciting. Well, when you do something like that in the gym, when you take an AMRAP set further than you've ever thought you could take a set, that unlocks a whole new world for you. And so when you set your blocks up that way, and I want to bring this thing full circle in the words of Shakespeare, when it comes to quality, when you're setting up your blocks, man, set them up strategically, right? I just see so many people in the gym. Not only do we all need to be training harder, but there needs to be more of a strategic emphasis pla- uh, placed on how you're structuring your training cycles, right? Now, I'm not paying so close. I mean, I'm not logging people's workouts. I'm not like, I'm not that creepy. Like, I'm a little creepy because I'm watching a lot of people in the gym because it's, it's fun for me to like people watch in the gym because, I mean, that, that's my sport. That's my world, right? Other than finance, the other half of my heart belongs to fitness. And so I, I love it. And I'm, I'm fascinated by the different things that people do, like how they train, how they get psyched up for a set, or whether they don't say a peep, or just all that stuff. But, you know, I'm not watching people so closely that I know, like, how they're progressing from week to week. But the way you want to set up your block is you don't want to go balls to the wall on week one, on your intro week, and then you're just, you're totally wrecked. And you're like, oh man, I just got to train through it. I just got to push harder. It's like, yeah, well, eight times out of ten, like I said, that is the answer but not if you're just going to failure all the time. That's just not strategically set up well. And I would argue that's a very low quality setup. 
a much higher quality setup is where you strategically plan your blocks. You know, you, there's a number of ways you could do it. You could do intro, accumulation, 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 deload, which is how I set up, you know, a lot of my blocks or my athletes' blocks, you know, in a structure that's very similar to that. Sometimes it's four weeks, sometimes it's six weeks. You know, it all depends on the individual and the specific circumstances. But when you set up a block that way, man, there's so much attention to detail because you go in with a plan and for that four to six week block, it's incredible what you can do when you actually are mindful of the quality of your sessions to where you are intentionally holding back. And so what I mean by that is this, you know, you set up your sets and your your schemes in a way where you know, you're targeting an RPE of seven, let's say, right? Well, the way that sets up by definition, you are leaving three reps in the tank. Like you are stopping your set three reps short of failure. So by definition, you are holding back. By definition, you have a strategic, you know, eye on what you're trying to accomplish. And then slowly but surely, you know, you add, you you up the RPE a little bit as the block progresses where sevens become eights and eights become nines and sixes become eights. Or you add a set or you start to mix in some AMRAP stuff or you start to, you know, incorporate some high intensity techniques like drop sets and burnouts and reverse pyramids and whatever. What, whichever way you want to slice this, there's a million ways to slice it up. I would just encourage you guys to think about a block uh, in its entirety, think about the block as a whole and think about the block in terms of quality, not quantity. Think about the quality of your sessions and think about, you know, not only being into it from a not going through the motion standpoint, but I'll tell you what, man, to me, a quality block is where, you know, your intro week, you're able to nail the RPE and the weight that you should be using and then that final accumulation week, you push past everything you thought you could do. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean you were getting sets of 8 and then you crank out a set of 20. That could mean you were getting sets of 8 at an RPE of 8 and you crank out 11 on that last AMRAP set. You get one more than you thought you could. If you're so dialed in to your RPEs, that is a huge, huge victory, right? To me, that's an incredibly successful block where you have progressed, you know, from one week to the next. You've done it slowly, you've done it surely, you've done it gradually to where you you give your joints a chance to catch up, you give your tendons a chance to catch up. I mean, these are important things that I am now so much more keenly aware of being 37 as opposed to being 27. So that's it, man. That's all I got for you guys today. I think I'll get off my soapbox here and go uh, go see if there are any more roaches in the kitchen which uh, wouldn't be too amazing, but we've been battling this roach infestation. So when I alluded to the fact that life's been beating me up, yeah, specifically these roaches that have been beating me up in the kitchen. The uh, the population in, in, in good old Roach City has decreased substantially in the last 48 hours, but we're not out of the woods just yet. And so fingers crossed and thoughts and prayers uh, my way as I'm battling these uh, these roaches. Autumn she headed for the hills, man. She took the kids and went to Detroit to stay with my sister. And uh, I don't blame her. I don't blame her one bit. And so, anyway, 
I hope you guys got some value out of this. I hope it was useful for you guys. I hope it gave you guys a unique, fresh, you know, kind of spin on fitness and quality. And I hope you're able to kind of, you know, pull away some nugget that you can apply to your own training to get a little bit closer to your goals. So I will see you guys on Friday. Hey guys, you're listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. I am so humbled by your time and your attention. Man, it would mean the world to me if right now, if you texted one of your friends with a link to this podcast and you were just like, hey, check this guy out, give this guy a listen, you know, I think fitness, finance, faith, you know, it might help you out. Help me spread the message, help me spread the word. Man, it would be phenomenal.